Hello everyone, I'm Genesee Gray from Good Shepherd Entertainment, the publisher of John Wick Hex, and I have a very special treat for you today. I'm here with Mike Bithel, Lord and Master of Bithel Games, and game director and writer on John Wick Hex as well. So welcome, Mike. So glad to have you here today. So so good to be here and to be called Lord and Master. I love it. Yes. It's great. Finally. <laughs> everyone should start a day. <laughs> everyone should start the day being mm. called Lord and Master, I think. I think. I, I, well, now I'm going to demand it. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so the first question I like to ask people is, what is your news of the week? So this can be personal, it can be whatever, it can be about all the exciting game stuff you're creating. Uh, you know, did you have a nice breakfast? Anything you want to say? Go ahead. What's your news of the week? Well, you see, you, you know that I had a nice I breakfast because during the sound check, you heard all about my breakfast. So. And I'm actually I, really I mean, jealous. I had like half a bar of granola. So, so to fill in the audience, I had a croissant. It was very nice. Um, I had some jam and some butter. It was, it was a, a, whole, a whole thing. Um, so that was good. Um, I, yeah, let's make that, that. Well, I guess our big news of the week is that we've got um, John Wick coming out at the end of it, which is great. Uh, so that's very exciting. So we're just kind of hyped to see how people react to that. Awesome. Okay, so let's jump into John Wick Hex in case people let's have been living under a rock for the last year and have no idea what this is, mm. right? Uh, okay, so the exciting news you said as we're launching uh, this week on Friday, December 4th on Switch, Steam, and Xbox. Uh, so this will hopefully bring the game to more fans. Are you excited mm -hmm. about this? What do, you, what do you think? What do you imagine that they will think when they when they see John Wick and all his glory? I, I, well, I hope they like it. I hope <laughs> they like it. We've, we've, we've seen it's definitely, it's definitely a game that's connected for a lot of people on the places it's already out, and it's just exciting to be bringing it to a to a new crowd uh so that's that's fun i think as well we we're kind of playing to the strengths of each of those platforms i think it's a, it's a great pc game obviously on steam i think they all, the audience are going to really like it there but i love it on the switch that's that's probably oh, yeah. my favorite platform just for that, that that ease of i feel like i'm going very marketing speak which is unintentional <laughs> but it is genuinely very it's genuinely very nice on there uh, and then of course xbox so it's, it's 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 i think it's it's playing nicely to the strengths of each of those platforms which which matters to me, and it, may, it matters to me that we we kind of come to each platform on its own terms, and hopefully give people an experience they enjoy there. Um, awesome. So yeah, things. Good. I feel a little guilty because I've had it on the Switch for a few weeks, and I'm so excited because mm. I haven't, I don't have a lot of games on the Switch, and I've been eager to play it. And I just am looking at it every day, going, you know what? Sometime we'll get time to play that. So I hope everyone does. I hope they enjoy it. Yeah, I hope so too. Awesome. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning. Uh, if you don't know what John Wick Hex is and you don't know what we're talking about, can you just break this down for people that are new to the idea? Yes, yeah, so uh, a couple years ago now, um, Good Shepherd and Lionsgate came uh, to us and let us make a John Wick game. So if you're, hopefully we've all familiar with John Wick. Um, obviously <laughs> it's one of the best action movie franchises of the last couple of decades. Um, and uh, you know, arguably the best one since the last Keanu Reeves movie, The Matrix. Um, so it's it's kind of he's he's owned the genre for a while. Um, but yeah, no, it's so they came to us, gave us the opportunity to kind of to pitch any ideas, and we came back with a very strange one of, of doing something strategic because uh, you know we're. I mean, for me, definitely me watching the films, I watch those movies, and I have this enormous amount of respect for how the choreography works, for how the the the, the thought process that goes into all of those slices both in terms of the filmmakers but then in terms as well of what they say with say about the character through those fight scenes there's they're all fight scenes that kind of tell stories 
and that kind of appealed to me and i kind of wanted to make a game that was about that aspect rather than just being a a, a silly shooter i wanted to make something where you could actually kind of get inside his head and kind of make those kind of creative decisions so so that was what we pitched we pitched kind of basically like uh it's 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 not turn-based we 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 came up with the term timeline strategy which is i still don't love but really we're, we're using it I, yeah i just feels it, i don't know i, I hate it what would you call it what would you like to call it if you had a choice no i didn't know that was the thing it was months to get to that oh. i'm not changing it now <laughs> Um, okay. Timeline, <laughs> yeah, timeline strategy. So it was, it was, it was. It's a game where you're playing. It's almost like a video editor. You're kind of laying out the chunks of these combat scenarios, um, and you're kind of building up a fight sequence and, and, and then playing that out, um, rather than doing turn-based or real-time. So you can really kind of think through your process, but at the same time, timing becomes a really important part as it is in the fight scenes. Um, so kind of getting through all of that and figuring out. Um, how to make that into a game was the stuff that was exciting and, and 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 fair play to you know good shepherd and lionsgate kind of indulging us in doing that and then going that extra mile uh, providing us with with the support to actually kind of do it authentically so all the access we had and all the kind of the, the process by which we could make the, the best strong game we could so yeah and and brought that out last year on a couple of platforms and and it did well and now we're kind of bringing it everywhere else which is exciting very neat I like the timeline strategy in that I feel like I'm video editing, you know? Like when I look at it, yeah, no, the way it looks, fair, yeah. especially with the replay feature, which we'll get into later, we're not gonna talk about it yet, but we will get into there. So, okay, that was a lot there. So let's break that down a little bit. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, you talked a little bit about Lionsgate and, and I think many people have seen kind of your behind the scenes, uh, cool stuff that you've done that I'm really eager to talk about, especially fighting. Uh, so let's jump into that. I... You, <laughs> you have a really nice shoulder throw. Anyway. That's very kind. It's very kind. It's weird every time I, I go and watch John Wick 3, I'm on the DVD menu. It's just my big pink face. <laughs> and it's it's like I've specifically very personally trolled myself every time I decide to watch that very good movie. I have to look at me sweaty. <laughs> Someday someone will be like coming down the street and they'll be thinking about robbing you and they'll say, no, I remember I that saw guy. Him on a, on that <laughs> that's face, I know say. that's danger. <laughs> See? I'm See? waiting for the call from Hollywood. I'm waiting for my, my big action movie franchise. Like, it's, not, it's not come up yet. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, so let's get into a little more details. Uh, people know Bithel Games uh, from Thomas Was Alone and some other great mm -hmm. beloved titles. Hopefully people will find that this is one of them as well. Uh, talk about the just initial meeting and how all of this came about with Lionsgate. I mean, you say it so kindly, like you, you, you're like, like you can make this game. We'll let you make this game. But I'm pretty sure that the process was a little more uh, complicated than than that. So can you break I that mean, down? It, it was. So we've always had a policy, like as you know, we as you say very kindly, we we have had some some games that have been kind of well received, and that's that's great. But we've always kind of had the approach with licensed games in particular. It's not self-sabotage so much as we always try and pitch the the most interesting version of the game and the, the game that we don't think anyone would actually let us make. Um, and we've <laughs> got laughed out of a lot of rooms over Solitaire the years Conspiracy in is interesting. We'll talk about that later. It's a very odd choice, yeah. Um, but we always try, we, so we always try and go in with the weird thing. Um, and it does mean that often in those licensed kind of conversations when you're talking to people, they're like, well, thank you. I, I literally, I remember pitching, I won't say what it was, but a game concept for one license. And all I got back was an email uh, saying LOL. Um, that was the that was the end of the, the conversation. Um, so we we pitched strong. We pitched like something different and weird. Um, and it was very surprising when, when Lionsgate went for this. So yeah, we, we, we flew to LA, showed them the game. We made a prototype at that point, kind of experimental, kind of very gray boxy, 
I think we put like an image of John Wick on the menu screen, but other than that, it was very kind of early stuff. Um, but yeah, credit credit to them. They 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 kind of they saw the potential there and they saw the opportunity. And I think crucially as well, they wanted to participate. You know, in figuring that out. Like that first prototype was much more kind of XCOM-y, very kind of turn based. A lot of that timeline stuff came from the conversations that they had. They kind of challenged us in the room on kind of well. I remember an executive saying, like, John Wick doesn't wait for the other guy to punch him. He's he's always fighting. It's weird that it's a back and forth in a you know turn-based way, um, which which was this kind of moment of like, yeah, I guess I guess we are still sticking to some cliches, and maybe there's there's ways of going beyond that, and that that kind of led to some really interesting kind of creative kind of conversations and outcomes, which again wouldn't have happened without the license. That's the interesting thing. It wasn't just a case of we made a cool game and then we. We put a logo on it. It does. It does directly the John Wickness of it, and the people involved in John Wick that made John Wick as excellent as it is came back into what the game was and kind of made it the best possible version of that idea. So it kind of came together in that sense as well, which is really cool. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I mean, people sometimes don't, I think, stop and take a, a second to realize how strategic John really is. I mean, the violence mm. is spectacular, of course, if you're enjoying all of his moves and everything else, but. The way he covers a room, the choices mm. on who to take next, all of that is really kind of something I think you feel in the game with the timeline strategy, which is super cool. Well, we found even better. We found that when we were doing, we do a lot of playtesting as a, as a team, especially with games like this where we're doing something that's very different. We do a lot of playtesting, and we we did we did surveys with people before they came in, and we found that people who were John Wick fans were better at the game. They could they got it faster because they they internalized a lot of his thought process. They knew how to fight like him because they'd watched it we always kind of joked on the team like when we we're talking about the design of the game that effectively the movies should be like the let's play of the best person in the world playing the game and we so we kind of we kind of took that to heart and i think it worked because we do we do see that people who are very familiar with the movies do tend to like get good at the game very quickly compared to those who are new to it so it's that was that was a good indicator that we kind of captured something about the movies which is cool you know, I think I recall the last time I saw you was Gamescom when we hung out. Mm. Um, I feel like there was someone there who had never heard of John Wick, and you had to explain to them who John Wick was. What was like? How would you describe John Wick if 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 someone's never seen John Wick? <laughs> like, who is John Wick? Who is John Wick? Well, that he's kind of mythic. That's that's the thing that really intrigues me, and it was fun talking to the talking to the the director and, and, and the team around around the franchise that kind of they think of him in that way as well he's this kind of mythical protagonist so to an extent he kind of he's a cypher he's kind of is this character in this world that you kind of can insert the player into it's kind of it's a there's a looseness to it it's kind of a an archetypal approach so he is he is this professional he's kind of hyper specific with his action he's very concise he's doing he's trying to get through a room as, as quickly and easily as he can um but at the same time you know there's that tragedy that kind of greek tragedy around the character and and in kind of an interesting way and obviously in that first movie from a, an interesting source um so yeah it kind of it, it was a very it's very interesting thinking of him as a video game protagonist because to an extent the movies are video games the movies do kind of follow a logic that, that that feels tied to that so it kind of felt like a character that we could kind of take and, and let the player play as and even have you know a silent protagonist have you actually kind of take on that role fully um and then put that amazing surrounding cast around you um that's supporting cast and it worked really well um so that was fun 
cool. So if I'm a turn-based or a real-time strategy fan and I don't know what timeline strategy is, how quick is it going to be for me to pick up the idea of, of this bar, this magical bar at the top and how that works? I think it's. I think it makes sense. I think if you've ever kind of scrubbed through a YouTube video trying to get to the good bit, I think you're you, you're halfway there. <laughs> like it's there's there's a yeah. It, it lays out at the top. You see a timeline. You see your actions on the timeline. You can add actions to it. Kind of a queue, um, uh, kind of like a playlist of John Wick moves. Yeah. Uh, and then you can see the enemies doing it as well. It's it, it it it's it's pretty straightforward. And of course, we have you know a, a full on tutorial that kind of walks you through that. But but generally, we find you know when we put it in front of players, like either at like you know in playtests or where we've taken it to events, it's back when events happened, the good old days. Um, it would be about ten to fifteen minutes. People are are fighting like 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 they were born to do it. It's okay. amazing. Um, but I think as well, yeah, because it follows that logic. It essentially almost if you're in those early stages it kind of feels like playing an action game but with a pause button that you can press at any moment and <laughs> rethink what you're doing this and no this no 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 not that not that exactly not that not that <laughs> not that no i could do that it's kind of it's kind of like the um it's kind of those those scenes in the the, the robert downey jr sherlock holmes movies where he's working out how yes. he's going to take out a bad guy it's kind of giving you that that vibe um and we talked a lot about that scene like you know when we were when we were figuring it out but then what happens is as people get more comfortable it speeds up and you see someone we've had it like we've had, always taken it to events and we've had people kind of uh, press who've played it and want to come back and play play it again and they'll come back and they'll be playing it almost like a real-time game because they've gotten used to the controls at that point they've got an intuitive understanding of where things are it starts to become that kind of fast-paced kind of action experience um that's really cool to me that's really interesting and it makes the game not about your response time you're playing as john wick he, he he's 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 not imperfect he's he's gonna work this out completely perfectly every time but more about what strategies you choose to use i think that works really nicely um and fits the game well cool well you mentioned events and we've done a number of them together and one of the mm. cool things about the events is these gold coins which feature heavily in the films um and just kind of it's part of the cool mystique and world, I think, that this is built on. So I have a, a number of them left, and I was wondering if you've ever tried to use them for anything, or like, what did you do with your coins? And people tag me all so, the time, by the way, yeah. like from New York, and they'll tag the, the John Wick page and be like, I'm I'm there at the, at the Continental or, or hotels in, in New York, it's funny. I, I do, I have, I have them around, I actually, I, I, and I'm I am a big John Wick fan, so like the week this game came out, by coincidence, I was in New York because the, we we'd gone to Comic Con, I think, with the game. Um, so I was in New York anyway. So me and my girlfriend went to a bunch of the filming locations. We were taking photos. <laughs> Did you try to pass we even manage? <laughs> Did you try to pass coins off? <laughs> that's right. We even managed. We actually managed to get up on the roof of the Continental, which is um, it's 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 uh, Rockefeller Plaza. And it's a private space that you can't get onto, but I just talked, lagged my way onto that roof, which was the, oh. which was a fun time. So we we got we got to kind of launch the game from the roof of the Continental, which was pretty exciting. <laughs> but um, but yeah, with the coins, I, I still have quite a few of them. I also have um, Lionsgate gave me a, a gold coin, like a, a special additional one, so I've got that. I need to frame it at some point. That's really fun. But the um, no, the the best one I've the best use I've had for a continental coin was uh, jumping a queue in Disneyland. Um, that's that was my that was my play. We, we me and the me and the producer Ben went to Disneyland and we were we were stood behind so a very long queue. We were stood behind someone. We were chatting to them, um, and it, it came up in conversation what we were there doing and we were, we 
was one of our many trips to, to, to LA to, to work on John Wick. And they were John Wick fans, so we we were like, well, you take your place in the line. <laughs> Would you like to make an there's exchange, a, There's sir? a gold coin. We've I've used them, I've used them, barmen love them, because mm -hmm. barmen love John Wick, because it's that kind of, that same world. So I've definitely handed a couple to barmen over, over the years. Uh, so I've been having them, and yeah, it's been fun. It's, <laughs> but it's, it is it is this fun shorthand, and it kind of says so much about that world, how much those how much those that that, that mythos around the John Wick franchise has become that, that, that something as silly as just a little gold coin just holds so much meaning and value. It's been it's been neat, and yes, I've, I've nearly run out of them. I need to get some more made or something, I suppose. I think everyone should just have like a token that they can give to someone for like exemplary behavior or just like doing something really like kind. It's like, oh, that was nice. Like, have a coin. Like, like classy stickers. Yes. Like those, little, those little stickers you got as a kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so now we're going to get to the fighting, which is one of my favorite things about John Wick X. Uh, so, do you have any fighting stories? Have you fought in real life? And what was it like training with the stunt team that did the movies? <laughs> Is it, is it rough out there in England? In England, England well, increasingly. I, I, um, no, I always got, I always, I've always been pretty good at flagging my way out of fights <laughs> by, uh, <laughs> by making stupid jokes. Has always been my approach to fights. I don't, I don't usually get start fights. fights. Or run away from them. I once, I once successfully, I've avoided, I've been, I've, two people have tried to mug me in my life. One of them I just befriended and just started shaking his hand and chatting with them and eventually <laughs> got bored and moved on. And the other guy, I, the other guy I ran away from. So I've I've, I've been very anti-fight in real life. I'm not I refuse to acknowledge your attempt to rob me. We're going to be friends. That was what it was. I was like, mate, I, I remember, so I, was, I, I think I had a drink, which I think is the only reason that I took this approach. But I remember I shook his hand and I said, look, I've had a lovely evening. It's been a really nice day for me. And this would, this would negatively impact my day. I don't have much on me anyway. So let's just part as friends. I was very drunk. <laughs> and, and it worked. And he was like, okay. So I think he was, I think he was honestly just so confused by my reaction. But I thought, wait, it's great. Um, don't try that. Please don't try that. If ever anyone, uh, anyone watching this, don't, please don't, don't no. ever try that approach. Um, but the, uh, uh, the fighting was interesting on this. I, yeah, I got to do some stuff with the stunt team. They're very kind. The great thing about stunt people is their primary job is to make the less skilled person look good. It's actually an incredibly noble profession in that sense. Is your job, the best way to show you're an amazing stunt performer is to make the other guy look good. And they, uh, they were, <laughs> boy, did they do that for me. Uh, so they, uh, they were very good at kind of giving me, being very generous with me as a performer and kind of, um, trying to make me look as good on camera as they could. And I looked okay in places. I um, thought you did. Yeah, you looked like did. you were working hard. There was some sweat happening there. I was working very hard. That is the most physically drained I've ever been. That was a workout. I cannot imagine the, the, the hard work that goes into uh, doing that for a living. But that was great. And also just kind of chatting to them about how they put those scenes together was the big thing. Like, yes, you know, <laughs> You know, if I'm if I'm showing up to a fight dojo, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and get on with it and and, and, and do the work with them because that's how you you know show respect to their craft. But I'm definitely also asking questions. You know, I'm definitely also kind of so. How do you make these choices? How do you and the amount of stuff they said to me and that the, they walked through me, like how they how they put together. These are the guys who've made fight sequences for Wick for the Marvel movies. These guys make amazing action, and and walking that through with them and learning. How the thought process that goes into it we got to then kind of incorporate into the game because we're we're basically making kind of a stunt scene simulation game to some extent like 
it's definitely you're definitely playing in the world you're not playing as a filmmaker but at the same time there's definitely a lot of overlap and kind of learning some of that craft uh was really interesting and just honestly as a fan just to kind of get that it was like i've, I've said a couple of times to friends it was like two years of like the best behind the scenes making of documentary you can imagine because i got to like go and meet all the people who made the thing i liked and that was uh, amazing to kind of have those doors open now i've done a little fighting on my own just pretend fighting and real fighting but did you sometimes things happen like you're, you're pretending but you are taking a light punch you're taking a throw mm. i mean you're falling were you okay did you get hurt at all like this seems like no. you know i was surrounded i was surrounded by us professions i did break my i did break my ankle on this project but it was running through an old building to open a door for someone <laughs> Okay, no, was, that's not the were, story you tell. You tell the story about how you were Well, doing. this is it. There was that conversation because <laughs> it was, I was actually, I was doing, so we were doing, I think it was an interview. I think it was for the BBC. I was doing an interview in an old abandoned ballroom in London. And yeah, someone was at the door. So I, I, I ran and, and, and broke my ankle on like a, a bad floor. And I was sat there with like BBC journalist, marketing person. And we were literally talking of like, we, can we come up with a story here? <laughs> you know, Mark yeah. Um, like, is there is there a better fight scene story that we can kind of put together? There? Did you get the door um, though first, or did you fall on the way to the door and then it was still? A I did. I went. I, I went. I, I got the door. I'm a professional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so you talked a bit about the stunt team, but there's a lot of people that did some amazing work on on everything that has anything to do with John Wick. What was it like mm. working with the creative teams? Uh, I, was, I, was, I was always surprised that they'd let us in the room. You know, <laughs> I was always surprised that we, we got to talk to them. Um, I got, you know, I got to talk to, I remember meeting with um, Chad, who's co-director of the first movie and, and directed the, the, the second and third film and kind of chatting to him about, um, about, again, about the thought process about how they make these films but also just having him show me, I remember you know, him showing me like YouTube videos of like fight moves or, or new technologies that he was trying to incorporate into what he was doing. Oh. And just kind of soaking up that enthusiasm and those ideas. Um, but also crucially, as I said before, kind of that that knowledge and awareness of, um, of, of, or I guess lack of knowledge to an extent of games, the fact that they were coming to this as filmmakers and would ask questions that game developers wouldn't. Game developer, they looked at, you know, they looked at an early, uh, Chad looked at an early build, um, and there was, um, you could see the entire play space, like most games, you could see where everything was. And and he said, like, John can't see around corners. That doesn't, that doesn't work. You can't, you, there's no peril, there's no danger. And he was like, can we bring the camera down into kind of cinematic camera? And I was like, well, you can't really with a strategy game. That would, that would kind of break a few things. Um, but there's this thing called fog of war. And we could kind of work through the problem he was trying to solve as a filmmaker. I could kind of bring the game design side of it and just kind of working through that process and, and getting those answers from him was just fantastic. Cause you, you, you just, you, it just, it's a completely different kind of creative toolbox that they're bringing to it. And you can kind of, uh, you know, take advantage of that and, and, and get really cool stuff out of it. Yeah. That's interesting. You don't realize how codified your gaming life is until someone says, why? There's a world outside of video games. I don't know if you're aware of this. I I was shocked. I was shocked. I try not. I try to stay away from it. I don't trust. Them. Awesome. 
Okay, so a question I hear a lot from fans is, why can't I pick up ammo for my gun directly? I know there's a very thoughtful reason behind all of this and mm. weapon drops and pickups. Can you kind of clarify that for people that are playing? Yeah, so I mean, it was it was definitely an, an early choice of how the economies of these guns should work. Um, and again, we look to the movies. So having a character grab you know a gun from the floor, pick pull the bullets out of it, the magazine out of it, put it into their gun, didn't make sense as something that would would fit logically into a John Wick fight scene. Everything's about that timing. If 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 John needs bullets, he's either gonna grab uh, you know rounds from his pocket or he's going to uh, grab a new gun. That, that, those are the kind of the two solutions. There's rare instances in the films where he actively does a reload. Well, he'll he'll reload from he'll reload uh, rounds he already has, but or he'll um, but he will very rarely kind of take ammunition out of one gun and put it into his or or whatever. It it's ultimately about speed and it's about that kind of consistent character. Um, so for us, it was one of those kind of relatively easy decisions of how do we make this feel like John Wick? And John Wick wouldn't do that, so we don't do that. Um, and that, that made sense to us. Uh, it also, from a game design point of view, kind of encourages you to keep up that kind of, um, that budgeting of bullets and that kind of figuring out how you're going to be moving through that space um, and gives you reason to move through the space if you're, if you're kind of moving from island to island in terms of the weapons you're picking up. Uh, so it made the game better is the straightforward answer to that um, and makes you fight more like John Wick, um, which ultimately is primarily the goal. And that's an interesting thing because uh, with movies, when you're making movie action scenes, you, you, you do things to convey character and you do things to make you know the scene cool. Internal logic matters to an extent, but it matters less because you're making it. You can you can ask Keanu Reeves to do whatever you want him to do, and he'll do it. Um, and you can kind of put that scene together, and you can kind of figure that out. Whereas in games, the action is emergent from the systems. Now with John Wick, it's it's good because John Wick does have a lot of internal logic to it. It does have a lot of smart decision making in terms of why characters act the way they do. It's still heightened, but they there's a internal logic to it. So what we had to do as game designers was build simulations and overstatement of it but we had to build an overlapping set of systems that encouraged you to play it quote unquote right that pulled you towards what those those rules were and that on the whole i think works really well and makes sense um but it does mean that yeah you have to kind of figure out the game logic the literal logic of why this works you're kind of reverse engineering john wick fight scenes and going okay why did he do a forward roll there i know the real answer is because it looks cool on camera <laughs> but what was the What's the what's the reasoning behind that? Well, it makes him a smaller target. It makes him he he's moving faster. Um, that's really interesting. So can we can we put that into the mechanics of our game? And then does that have trade-offs? And how do we work that out? Um, things like uh, yeah, just just working out how to make you feel like you were getting beaten up without having you know no health and kind of how we built stamina systems and stuff around that. Um, it all is reverse engineered from the movies. So yeah, with with that example. Uh, it was something that made logical sense within the rule set of a, of a John Wick experience. Very cool. I'm a huge fan of forward rolling in the game, so much so that it's ridiculous. Like, I'm just on the floor back. You know, exactly. Or just like, that's me. Forward roll addict. We want to encourage We want to encourage you to play it in a way that's cool. We want to kind of encourage you to do the thing that's fun and, and interesting. Things that are fun and interesting. Suit system. So how does this work in the game? And how many times have you just whispered tactical while you're playing? 
it's it's yeah well it's so the suit system is an interesting one because we did it's definitely a part of the franchise like it's definitely the idea and the ridiculousness of the suits in the movie <laughs> that the, they are kind of they're exactly uh, whatever they need to be um it is a world that makes very little sense it was a lot of fun working out how to again kind of how to build those into a game system it was also crucial to us this idea of planning ahead and and, and the way that john wick prepares for a job um, and we wanted to do that. We didn't want to go overboard with it. We didn't want it to be a completely... We, we, we wanted the, the focus of the game to be the, the core action, but we did want to kind of have notes of that and have some preparation available to you. Um, and also an excuse to spend some gold coins as well, which is obviously a big thing we wanted to bring into the, into the game. Uh, so suits were a way of doing that. They kind of, they give you different, uh, they, they change your stats. They give you different buffers and th buffs and things. Uh, they make you, they make you uh, better basically, but it's a trade off. You have to decide where you're going to spend your coins, where you're going to stash weapons versus where you're going to uh, upgrade your suit. And that works really nicely. I think it also kind of encourages players to find tactics that they're enjoying and then invest into those tactics, which is always what you want to do with a game like this is kind of, acknowledge the player's choices and then the decisions they're making with how they want to play uh, and then kind of add support to that um, and that's kind of worked out pretty nicely for us the game is a challenge for me so that is a helpful mechanic i think where it's like okay i'll mm. play a level or i'll play an entire area and then i'll realize oh this part is really challenging for me so i should think ahead and plan mm. like to give myself some things for that area so that it's not as it's challenging for me when I get there, so it's it's nice for those who can't just like breeze through something on the first time, uh, but have to work yep. at it a little bit. Cool. Okay, so how did the name Hex come about? And and we're talking about John Wick Hex, but uh, maybe a little bit more story stuff on on this mysterious character Hex. Can you share more about that? Yeah. So that was, I mean, so Hex as a character was was definitely kind of an early an early idea because we, you know, in talking with with the folks at Lionsgate, we knew we wanted to tell a story that was um, that fit into the, the existing world, but that wasn't um, repeating something that you'd seen in the movies. We didn't want to make, you know, a game that was just tell, retelling the events of the movie. Uh, so we had to dig around in that John Wick mythos and work out a space where there was a character we could tell a story about. And yeah, the idea of doing a kind of a prequel, something from uh, the old days of this world was really interesting to us. Uh, and going in and, and having a character uh, like Hex, who's this kind of, this different approach to the power that, that is in that world, that we wanted to kind of have an alternative to the high table and how, how might power have gone a different direction had this guy succeeded. Um, and having a character that was keyed into that and gave us an opportunity to talk about that bigger world of the John Wick franchise, because I feel, the only reason to have this really interesting conspiratorial kind of backstory in this universe is to actually kind of tell stories with it and kind of try and contradict it and find different edges. And we knew that was something that was coming in with three because we've read the script. So we kind of were able to kind of work out the path through that um, and, and kind of to tell a story kind of separately. And then the kind of the final part of that puzzle was casting it, which was bringing my friend Troy, uh, Troy Baker, who did just this fantastic performance of this kind of, uh, this kind of, gives it a lot more depth, gives it kind of a lot of personality, and he holds his own against, you know, uh, Lance and Ian kind of reprising their roles from the from the movies. Um, Troy fits in perfectly and kind of elevates it and gives it this kind of new flavor that's ours. In terms of his name, he's called Hex because I like shapes. Um, <laughs> I'm a shape guy, and the game's played on a hex grid, so it felt kind of like it fit quite nicely. <laughs> and it feels like a world that would have curses. Yeah. Ah, okay. So double entendre there. I was wondering. There you go. Well, always, always. Any chance I get. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, 
awesome. Okay, so you mentioned Troy. I'm a huge fan of Lance. Uh, how excited were you to just like be in his presence? Because he's his voice is just mm, amazing. And it's not. And it's and it and and that's the voice. That's just his voice. That's the thing. <laughs> he's like, I just him, wake up. And, and you're like, like he's going to show up and he's going to sound like a normal guy. And then the mic's going <laughs> to come on and then the, the Lance the Lance voice is going to kick in. But no, it's like, that's that's the voice with which he orders his cup of coffee in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's it was great. Um, No, he was he was an absolute fucking joy. And I shouldn't, can I swear? I just, yes, I just swore. You can I apologize. Swear. Okay, cool. Sorry. Um, And, and uh, no, he was an absolute delight. He was, he was, uh, utterly professional he's someone who's been around a, a long time with kind of the voice acting as well so he absolutely understands the voice acting he's in so many kind of great animated shows and video games he he knew exactly what he was doing and he just did a fantastic job um also just excellent as well for this he obviously for this role he does um, an accent so that's that's also something that's really interesting to see an actor play with in the in the, in the voice session and obviously has it down to a, a fine art uh for this so no he was an absolute an absolute pleasure as was ian mcshane who was again just absolutely fantastic to work with incredibly generous incredibly happy to tell me stories about deadwood which i wanted to hear oh. um and just uh just <laughs> i think both of them both of those actors brought so much and were just so uh open to being a part of this in a way that was just really exciting like to have to have that talent on board for our silly video game was just incredibly <laughs> exciting one of the highlights of my month was when Lance uh, Reddick retweeted us on the Jumla Kex Twitter account, and I was just like, oh, "He retweeted!" I'm like, in my in my canon world, he's out there playing somewhere, just like a, an avid gamer. He's a gamer. Games. He's a gamer. We were talking, we were chatting. He's a big gamer, so he, he does. He he may well play. I, I don't know if he has, but he may well at some point. I would now play all the games with myself. In he's got no excuse. He must. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so. Uh, talking about things that he said i mean he does say john is a man of focus like focus is a thing that i've not seen before in games uh this is sort of an ad lib but can you can you share about focus that, that john has to stop and focus it's interesting yeah well i mean games games are it's tough to do because you can't you you can give people options for actions but it's very hard to make the player think in a way that they don't normally think and you have to kind of give them the the, the ability and the affordance to do that which i think is why that timeline uh, kind of timeline strategy kind of works for us because it does give you that space to breathe. We we know you're not going to think as fast as John. That was the big reasoning behind it because you know if we'd made say a third person action game, you'd have you'd have circle strafed because that's what you know. That's how you play video games. That's how we all play video games. You wouldn't have looked and felt like John Wick in that game because you would you'd be you running around with a gun in a suit, and that's fine. But it wouldn't have given you that same experience that we wanted to create. So I think it's a lot about affordances. It's a lot about giving the player space and time to breathe and kind of time to explore that and, and, and play that way. Um, so that, that felt right. That felt logical. Um, and then I guess beyond that, things like camera, pulling the camera out, giving you that situational awareness. Um, awareness in games often makes you feel smarter. Being more, having more information and being able to understand and read all that information um, goes a long way to giving you that that experience of being Wick, because of course Wick doesn't need all of that stuff. He he can do it all immediately, instantaneously, uh, in in very low lighting conditions. He's 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 a genius. Um, but we need to give you a bit more in order to kind of get you caught up to that level. Um, so yeah. I'll be honest. When I play, 
I make moves based on what I think they'll look like in the replay system later. Okay, <laughs> nice. Can you talk about that and, and just what that is? So that was something, yeah, that was something that kind of came out as we were making the game. We realized that it was it was very cool that we were giving you this kind of strategic play, but it was very stop-start. And we wanted to kind of give an avenue for you to kind of see the game um, from more of a cinematic view. It's obviously, you know, it's a strategy game. It's obviously not, never going to match the absolute kind of quality of an animated movie, but we knew we wanted to kind of get that camera in and show you what you were doing and how all of your actions strung together. Um, and also some of the comedy of that, like when you when you did things that were a bit silly or where you weren't quite achieving that that, that John Wick play. And it's been really fun seeing what people share. People definitely share the ones where they're proud of how well they played, but they also share the ones where they were a bit goofy and end up running around a car trying to avoid a bad guy. And I think I think that's I think that both of those are fun. It's it's fun to see those different versions of of play and, and how people have approached the game. Um, but yeah, the camera comes in, you get to see it at the end of every you've played a level through, you get to see that that rendered as a as a, as a video um at the other side of it i think that's a fun way to kind of showcase all the weird choices you've made in the game um and then as you get better it starts to look more and more like a scene from a john wick film which is which is exciting very cool so you've got your phrase in a dvd now as an action hero you're uh, mm. collecting gold coins when you said mm. i want to be a game developer was this was this the idea that you had was this your this dream? was the dream yeah was, <laughs> this, this was this was the goal this was when i was making thomas was alone i was like this is going <laughs> to be hollywood yeah one day this is this is going to be the thing this is going <laughs> no it's but it's it's fun and like honestly it's less about the kind of the meeting celebrities side of it isn't super exciting to me but what is is the opportunity to learn is the opportunity to kind of meet really talented interesting people um and just kind of get little insights into how they do their things and how they 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 approach problems and, and that's that's taught us a lot and that's and taught me personally a lot as well um so i i'm incredibly grateful to have uh, to have met and got to chat with so many amazingly talented people um collaborate with so many amazing people like on the development side you know we built a really interesting team around this game many of whom we're still working with and i think that's a that's been really exciting to kind of meet all these talented people on the development side too so it's 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 been a it's been a very uh it's it's been a lot of growth and a lot of learning kind of through this process and that's ultimately what i'm what i'm most interested in for any project we work on um so i'm pretty cool and also yes i got to have my my big puffy red face on a dvd so that's fun too that's fun too <laughs> i'm not gonna lie awesome okay so i did kind of mention solitaire uh conspiracy i feel like i should let you at least mm. like pimp your new project like do you want to you know, i've never thought that solitaire could be exciting but you know it convinced me well, it seems to be working for people it's it's doing really 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 well which is weird um it's kind of exciting so yeah it's it, we made it, it honestly started as like i wanted to i've always wanted to like make a card game of some kind so just as a hobby i was making solitaire in my spare time and at a certain <laughs> of point we were. realized no, this is actually quite yeah it's quite good quite fun um, so we took a few months and polished it up and got it out there. What was weird and interesting was that people did seem to really like it. Um, there were, you know, and we were able to kind of make some tweaks, make some changes based on that kind of initial feedback. And now it's, you know, it's 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 doing gangbusters. We've got, we've had updates, we've had new modes, we've added to it. We've got a new mini campaign launching uh, Tuesday next week, uh, which is fun. Where we're bringing back some characters from previous games of ours, not John Wick. Um, we, don't, we don't, unfortunately don't get to. <laughs> doesn't play solitaire. Uh, it's too slow. He doesn't play solitaire. He, he, no. he's, he's far too busy. 
um but um we've been able to do some cool stuff with it and kind of expand it and, and grow it and it's 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 surprising to me how kind of how much the audience is kind of taking on board our steam reviews are the best we've ever had it's been it's been really exciting seeing that connect with an audience um so i don't know what we're going to do with that we're going to keep playing and seeing where that goes i think awesome i figured that was your exciting what's next although i do want to tease you and see if your aspirations are to become a huge influencer and take the crown from alana for influencer of the year well, that's the other thing. Weirdly, that's the the podcast is actually also a weird kind of spin-off from John Wick because that was the reason that podcast exists was that we did a we did a panel at New York Comic Con with me, Troy, and Austin, because Austin did the amazing music for, for this game as well. And Alana hosted it. And after we got off stage, Alana thought, well, that'd be a that'd be an interesting team for a podcast. And that's where that came from. So weirdly that also grew out of John Wick. John Wick. So John Wick's been a big deal for me um yeah it's put a lot of things together but yeah i do i am i am hoping to become an influencer i have a sponsored chair to me that's like step one. Oh, okay um, that's like that's i'm noble on noble chairs the for the lord and master they're pretty they're it's Circle. you know what it's pretty it's pretty good it's lord and master it's good sorry it took me a second to catch yeah. up with you there but i i, I like <laughs> it I, I i like that <laughs> There you go. Okay, so John Wick is out. It will be out today, the day that we're showing this video. Uh, awesome. So hopefully people will pick it up on Switch now, on Xbox, on uh, Steam, and it's 30% off on Steam and Switch. So hopefully, great time if you don't have it, guys, to pick it up. And if you're watching this, that means you're on Steam right now. So hey, click the button, <laughs> click the button. Is it, are we on Steam? We will be on Steam. Steam at the time. This is on Steam. Yes. Click. Click there. There's a there's a buy button there. There you go. Or, or any of these images, these screenshots <laughs> of the game down here. Yes. They're probably quite good. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. There's the short description over there. Longer <laughs> description down there. There you go. Well, thanks so much. Check for our review ratio out. right there. See I if think it's all on the other side. I think it'll be on the other side for you. Oh, it's on the other side. Oh, yeah. I'm being mirrored on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The other side. Yeah. <laughs> so there. <laughs> Yay awesome to talk to you and learn awesome. more about the behind the scenes in the world of Mike Biffle. Absolute pleasure.